You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer. This is episode 11. Podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have my friend Kara Stillen here. Um, you may have heard me on one of Kara's podcasts, The Good Pod, a few months ago, um, but I just thought it would be fun to return the favor and have her on my show now that I have one. So, Karis is an amazing branding and web designer, and she's also a podcast host of two podcasts. And welcome to the show, Karis. So glad to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, sure. So like she said, I'm Karis, and I am from Waco, Texas, and I have lived here pretty much my whole life. Um, so I've been here, you know, I, I grew up in a tiny little town. Then I went to college in Brownwood, which is like another tiny town. And then I came to Waco, which <laughs> to me is like the big city, you know? And yeah, so I do branding and web design, but I'm launching, I'm about to launch a new program this week. I've, I'm almost done with like the landing page. So nice. <laughs> I'm about to launch it. And it's called Unmistakably You, I think. I think that's what I want to call it. I'm not <laughs> really, But yeah, I think that's what I want to call it. And pretty much what it is, it's a program to help people gain confidence and to learn what to post on social media. So nice. Yeah, that's that's very needed. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that clients or potential clients ask me about all the time. So yeah. Yeah, I will definitely point them towards that. So is it going to be a course or what? Um, So it's like a one-on-one coaching program. So it's a two-week program and I will, we'll have two recorded calls. So an hour call at the very beginning that will last an hour and then like a 30-minute closing call. And then there will be like unlimited Facebook support in between. And what we'll do is pretty much knock out 90 days of content and share a Google calendar and they'll just have access to me for two full weeks. And then once the two weeks is over, they'll have like, they'll have the content calendar that we both worked on. They'll have, you know, the recorded calls that they can refer back to. So, so yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to, to get it started. That's great. So how did you end up working for yourself? Did you leave a nine to five? Did you always work for yourself? Like what does that look, what does that journey look like for you? Yeah. So I pretty much had every single job in the whole world. (laughs) Um, I've worked at a lot of places. I started working when I was 15. I was a lifeguard. And then I just like worked my whole life at like odd jobs. I was, I waited tables for a long time at like Chili's and a Mexican food restaurant whenever I was in college and I thought I was like the richest person in the world because I made a lot of money waiting tables. (laughs) And um, yeah. And then whenever I I graduated from college, it was, it was a little hard for me to find a job. So I worked in retail and I was also a teacher for two years. 
Um, and then I worked in corporate sales. So that's where I was right before I stopped. I was working in corporate sales for almost two years. And then I had the opportunity to leave that job. So I took it and I just started my own business. And at first my own business was just, it was just going to be like a social media management company. So I took like a social media management class and I learned all this stuff. But as I was learning it, I was like, I have to learn how to design because I don't know how, I didn't know how to really design that well. So then I started learning how to do Photoshop and Illustrator and design websites. And I was like, I actually like that better. So that's whenever I switched and started just doing, just focusing on like branding and website design, which I still can do like social media management and all of that stuff. And I still do. I have a few clients that I have kept, but my, my main passion is with the, with the web design and the branding. So yeah. So what, what do you love about that? Well, I really love it because I get to be creative and I get to help people like really think through why they like the things that they like instead of just saying, I want this loopy, beautiful font. Well, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're marketing to corporate men, I don't think that's really going to work. So just trying to help people, help people know why you choose what you choose and you know, help them with targeting and help them to build like a beautiful website that will drive sales. I think that's really fun. Yeah. And then I, I started this program because I just hired a coach and Yay. yeah, I never did that before. And I've always just like, I've always just been like, well, I can just do this for myself. And I realized like, no, I probably need some help. <laughs> so I hired a coach and the main problem with, with all these people that would hire me for their website and their branding was that they really didn't have any strategy behind it. So we would spend like three to six months on this beautiful new brand and website. And then I'd never see it used. I'd never see them posting anything about it. And I would be like, why did we spend, I mean, you just spent over $2,000 with me or however much. Why, why are you not utilizing it? And they, it would always come back and say, well, I really just don't know what to do. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I figured you did because you wanted, you wanted to hire me. So that's why that's where this program came is because I love working with people to help them, you know, build their social media presence and just really build that, you know, have that visibility online is so important or no one's going to go to your website and nobody's going to care about you. So that's what the whole point of the, the new program is, is just before you have a website and branding, you really just need to establish yourself on social media and connect with people because if you don't already have that foundation set, there's really no point in all of the other pretty stuff. Yeah, so. that's so true. I think people kind of forget that, that it's all about connection and really talking to your target audience, like real people, they think they're, they're like sales robots. And it's either all about having the flashy website to get sales, or it's just sales posts on your social media, and which comes off as really spammy. So yeah. 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 A lot of people, they do just post like when they have something to sell. And mm -hmm. that's, that's not, that's not what it's all about. Like I had to learn that too, though. I had to learn 
to not just post every time I was going to sell and to start talking about, you know, my life and things that were going on. Cause that's what, that's what connects people. It's not like what you have to sell. And then I got to thinking like every single person that I follow that I don't know in person, I feel like I know them because mm-hmm. they talk about their life so much. And, but I don't do that with my own. And it just kind of came to a point where I was like, I've got to do this with my own. So people are like, Oh, that Karis girl, she's really funny. She's really cool. I like her cause she does this, you know, like I want to be one of those people that's memorable. And, uh, th- I think that's, you know, what I'm trying, what I'm building for myself. And then what I'm helping my clients build for themselves as well. So they're not just buy, you know, buy my album or buy my, go read my blog. Every- mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been doing the same thing. I, for so long was so like, oh, I only need to be promoting me. I don't, I don't want to talk about my personal life on like business pages or business stuff. But I've realized, again, like you said, the people that the coaches and the consultants and the people that I love that are big, who have the most success online, they're just talking about everything in their life. They're talking about their dogs and what they had for lunch and, you know, what they're watching on TV. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess people are interested in that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People are interested in it because I've noticed too, like, I'll post all about like my dogs or like just about TV shows or whatever. And those are the posts that I get the most comments on. And the cool thing about Facebook is if people are commenting on those types of posts about you, when you do go to sell something and, and not a salesy way, but when you go to talk about your products and services, more people will see those posts too, because they're commenting mm-hmm. and talking about you and your life and sharing their life with you as well. So Facebook is Facebook and Instagram are weird like that because they have this thing called algorithm mm-hmm. where if people are commenting, then they'll see stuff. But if they're not commenting, they won't see anything. And if you're just posting your blog, your blog, your blog, and not, uh, you know, about your marriage or your children or your dogs or whatever it is that's relatable nobody's ever going to see your posts yeah that's so true so yeah. as a female entrepreneur what do you feel like the hardest thing has been so far for you i guess the hardest thing for me is just in the past it's been to close like closing a sale asking for money and mm-hmm. That's why I hired a coach was because I was in a place where I felt like nobody's going to pay for this service because it doesn't offer enough or I'm not doing enough. So if someone says I don't want to pay that, then I'll just discount it and then maybe they'll pay that. And it really wasn't getting me anywhere because I kept lowering my, I kept saying, oh, it really costs this much, but let me know if that's, if you can afford that. And it was like with no urgency and I've learned over the past couple of months and this has definitely changed everything for me is that money is an exchange of value and what I'm offering for my services is how valuable it is. And if it's actually as valuable as I, as I say it is, then they're going to, the people that purchase from me are going to make that money back and more. 
mm-hmm. because it, it, it's like a, you know, it's an exchange of value really. And yeah. it really helped me to really look at it like that. Like if I say this program is $500, just as an example, I can't be like the week later, they're not buying say, Oh, well, what about 400? Will that work? Like, this isn't like, I'm not doing corporate sales anymore. And I think I have like my corporate sales hat on, which is always, you know, the customer determines the sale and all of that stuff. And whenever you're working for yourself, it's a little bit different (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you don't have those bosses that are making, you know, tons of money already. And they're just like, Oh, just, just get them to buy it. Ask them what it'll take for them to buy it. And I don't know. I just think that if I'm offering value, then there's no reason why someone shouldn't pay me the amount that I ask. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, it takes a while to like get out of that negative money space. Cause we all think of money as negative a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't buy that cause it costs too much, but maybe later. And really you should think about it as maybe not right now, but I will buy that later because I am, you know, I am worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. And you see all these girls and they say like on Facebook, I'm sure on Facebook groups. And they always say like that they, you know, go on these trips and they travel all around and they do all this stuff. And I used to get so down on myself and jealous and just like changing my mindset and saying, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Instead of, ugh, I wish I was her. It totally changes like your whole outlook on everything. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've really been working on. And just thinking about like whenever I charge people for something that they're going to get that value and I shouldn't feel guilty for charging them money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've been on similar journeys lately because I've been working on my money mindset too. And it's, it's a very difficult thing to wrap around your head that like money is more than just money and money doesn't have to be hard. It can come to you easily. You don't have to like, cause in my idea, it was all about hustling. I had to get people on the phone. I had to post in thousand fa- Facebook groups and like sell, sell, sell. And then, then I would might get one client, but then she might be like, Oh, well I can't afford you even though I thought I had pre-qualified her. And I realized that you don't really have to do that. Like you don't have to work your butt off for just one client that may or may not pay you. Because if she doesn't always already want to like work with you so bad, then she's not the client for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I do think, you know, to that point though, I do think that it does take a little bit of hustling. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that it, um, you know, it co- it comes more easily too when you have like a positive mindset around it. If you're like, it costs five hundred dollars, but what can you pay me? If you just tell them all of the value, and you know, hit their pain points, and then and then tell them the price. And you tell them that that's going to fit, that's going to change their pain points into positives, then there's no reason why they shouldn't pay that price Mm -hmm. if that's going to change it. Yeah. I don't know. You are a badass at making money. If you haven't read that book, it is the best book ever. It's like my new thing. 
And I think that that girl, her name, I think the author is Jensen Sarah, but yeah, that's her. Yeah. She's amazing. And that book really changed and, and having the coach too, but that book really changed my mindset around it and just made me really think like I should never feel guilty for asking for money for something that I'm working on. Cause yeah. I think that was my biggest problem before. Yeah. And, well, it's like I said to somebody the other day, you would never go to a plumber or an electrician and say, hey, can I get a 50% discount on that? Yeah. Like, you, like we are also offering services, but it's for some reason people feel like they can discount us and they can, uh, that we're not as worthy as other people of getting that full price. And that just irks me. Because I, I, but I don't think it's all about the people asking us for that. It's more about our mindset around it. Like we like allow that to happen somehow because we're constantly discounting or, you know, being wishy-washy on prices. But if we just stand firm in it and say, no, it's $5,000 or that's $2,000 or whatever, um, because we're worth that price, our services are worth that price then people will see that and they'll, they'll be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be scared of telling people price. I don't know. And I, whenever I was working, like I said, in corporate sales or like when I was working for Clinique, for example, if someone bought a $20 eyeliner pencil, they couldn't haggle me down to 15. Uh-huh. They had to pay it. That's just how much it costs. So, and they didn't feel, I didn't feel guilty for selling them a $20 eyeliner pencil because mm-hmm. how much it costs. So I think people think because we don't have someone over us, like a corporate, like a corporate God in the sky that determines all of the pricing and everything. I think people, since we don't have that, they just automatically assume that they can negotiate with us. And yeah. You know, but we are the corporate god in the sky when you own your own business. So mm-hmm. you, you can determine how you how you deal with it. And you know, there's always going to be special circumstances, but that should not be the first thing that you say. It should always be something that if they, you know, it, you know, payment plans or whatever, if they want to split it into two payments, like I have no problem with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But trying to discount me. Like, or say, mm, that's too much, but I can pay this. I don't, that's just not right because that's not the price. Yeah. I would set my price there if, if that's not what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a very interesting topic for, I think, everybody. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't struggle with price. Well, maybe the big, big coaches who, yeah. <laughs> you know, who are just like, oh, I'm making millions of dollars. But I, I still, I'm getting better, but I still have a hard time being like, this is my price. No, I'm not going to give you a discount. Yep. This is when I was just firm on that and just said what the price was the first client that was like, okay, I was shocked. I was, I told my coach, I was like, I didn't have to pull her teeth or anything. Like what? And she was like, yeah, it's because she's totally worth, she knows your value. (laughs) Like it's people pay that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I definitely think that it's like just your value. And whenever you meet that right client that trusts you, you could tell them $10,000 over what you really charge and they would probably pay it because they, 
think that you're worth it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really the the key to everyone's business is finding those people that no matter how much it costs, they'll just pay it. And yeah, I, I like uh, what I saw the other day it's on in one of the Facebook groups. It was it said if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And I was like, Yep, that is totally true. If someone's yeah. not a hundred percent on board, then they're not the client for you because they don't trust you. They're going to haggle the price. You want somebody who's just super excited to work with you and trust you completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, wow, we've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have any sort of mindset routine or like morning routine that helps you kind of start your day and get prepared? I've been asking everybody this because it's so fun to see what people say. Yeah. Well, I really suck at mornings. <laughs> so do I. It's okay. I'm the worst. And I usually get up around, I always aim to get up at seven. That never happens. It's usually like nine because I stay in my bed on my phone for like two hours. And yeah, I, I really suck at mornings, but the nighttime is whenever I read and I've been I've been turning off the Real Housewives of New York and I've <laughs> books that help my mind and don't melt it. And um, yeah, it's been really good. I just finished this book called Building a Story Brand by oh, Donna. Yeah. yeah, I've read that. It's really good. It is awesome. And I'm like obsessed with it and I carry it around with me everywhere. It's like a Bible and um, I love it. And I'm actually going to see him at the end of the month. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, so I, I'm like, I've become like a reader and that's weird. I haven't read since I was in college, but I've really been trying to like put on the night sounds, turn on my book light <laughs> and read books at night. So in the morning I have, I really need to try to wake up early, but I don't really have like a routine except for I just get coffee. And sometimes if I wake up early enough, I'll watch the Today Show <laughs> and then I'll- and then I'll get to work. I I would like it though, because a few weeks in a row, actually, I woke up at like 6.30 and I would get my coffee and I would watch the Today Show for like an hour and it was so relaxing. And then I, and then I would start work at like 7.30 or 8. And I loved that. But now I'm back in my going to bed too late phase where I can't wake up in the morning. So... Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't read it yet, I'd recommend reading The Miracle Morning. Okay. Um, and it helps you kind of create um, a morning routine. You can do it as, as small as like 30 minutes or 20 minutes or hours. It kind of depends on the time you have. Um, where you read, you journal, you meditate, you do like affirmations or something like that exercise. You kind of do a little bit of everything. So it kind of gets you in a good headspace to start your day. And I've been doing that for the past few months and it's really, it's really been revolutionary and I hate mornings. So I I was going to the gym for a, a couple of weeks in the mornings. I just, I'm just not good at it. I just, uh, I'm just not good. So I've, I go to the gym usually in the afternoons, but yeah, so I, I would love to be better at mornings for sure. Then you should definitely read that book. <laughs> okay. His story is really interesting and the variations on it, because there's people who are like moms and stuff who are like, I have five minutes. And he's like, okay, well, if you have five minutes, do this, you know? 
So yeah, it's a really interesting cool. concept. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I, I definitely need to read that because that's one of my struggles is the morning. <laughs> yeah, you just need to reframe your mindset around morning because maybe you just think you're not a morning person, but you just haven't set the right tone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to wake up early because, like I said, I used to teach. And so I had to wake up yeah. at like 6 or 5.30. So, I mean, I did it for two years. But then I, whenever I got all the habit and I was working retail and I would stay up to like midnight or one or two and then wake up at like 10 or eight or like seven or whatever, then it just totally ruined it. And now, you know, my husband, he also works from home too. So it, he used to like go off to work in the mornings and I would wake up, but now he just has to get up and go into the other room. And then he just leaves me in the bed. I'm like, oh, you should have woke me up. <laughs> I, I'm like, there's nothing to wake me up. And then my dogs will be like laying on me. And I have this really big cuddly dog that always wants to lay on me in the morning time. So yeah, it's hard to sleep whenever you have like warm dogs laying on you. <laughs> That's why my dogs don't lay in the bed with me. Like they, they have their crates and then I get out of bed and I let them out because otherwise I would never get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine, they stay in their crate whenever we're gone, but at nighttime they sleep in the bed. Most ours, so. yeah, ours <laughs> love their crates. So yeah. Yeah, they like them too, but now, like, well, we have the Chihuahua, we have like a Chihuahua, and then we have like a medium-sized mutt, and then we have a 65-pound, like, mutt, but she's just the sweetest dog in the whole world, and so they, they're just spoiled rotten, we spoil them because we don't have kids, so. Yeah, that's how we are. <laughs> so what, spoiled, what is it like having your husband in your space all the time as working from home too? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you want to kill him? <laughs> well, I don't really see him too much because he is usually pretty busy. And so we have like three rooms in our house and he has, he has one of the rooms that's his office. And then I have the other room that's like my office. So, and then like our main bedroom, but yeah, I don't really see him. I'll like cook us lunch or he'll go get us lunch. It's kind of nice having him here if I need him to go get me something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's not too bad. We actually worked together at the corporate job that I had before I left. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we've been working together for a long time. Then that office, they decided not to have an office anymore. So they sent all their employees to work from home. So that's why he works from home now. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's kind of sucks because I don't know, like not having somewhere to go in the mornings is not the best. And I, I wish that I had somewhere to go like two days a week. That wasn't just like a coffee shop because here, like it's a college town. So uh, in the summer, it'll be good because there, it won't be crowded. But sometimes you go to coffee shops here and they're, packed and you go around to like five different ones and they're still packed because there's so many dang college kids everywhere so <laughs> um it can get really annoying but you, you guys need co-working spaces they just opened one and they said that they're going to open another one but the one that they opened is so expensive it's nuts oh, like i went and looked at it and it costs 200 dollars a month for a shared desk what and yeah, and then in order to get it, you have to sign a six-month contract 
and pay a $200 deposit. So to even start, it's $400. That's nuts. Yeah. And they said they're opening another one in September, so I'm thinking the prices will go down when they have two. Yeah, that's crazy. $200 a month. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nuts? For, yeah. And, I mean, it's a nice space, I'm, I'm, but it's not worth $200. That's just, it's crazy. If I'm Everything. paying $200, they better bring me lunch and yeah. you know, have some really good perks besides a shared desk. No, that was the cheapest one. To get your own desk, it was 400 a month. What? Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. So I wish I could. Like, I went and toured it, and I was going to check it out. And not only that, there was, like, no parking. They didn't even have a parking lot. And so whenever, you dro- whenever I drove by it the other day, like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go here and get them to give me a free pass. And no. Their parking lot was closed and said it was not for people that were going to, it's called Waco Work. I was like, then where are you supposed to park? Like, the street was full. I don't know. That's just, crazy. This place is not cool. <laughs> it's not for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they said that they were almost full already, which I find that kind of hard to believe with those mm, prices. Yeah. Anyways. I, I bet when the new place opens, though, they'll lower the rates. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Where can people find you online if they want to work with you or get to know you better? Yeah, my website is karisdillon.com, but you can follow me on Twitter. It's at karissocial. Instagram is at karisdillon. And then my Facebook, you can, my personal page is just Kara Stillen. Um, that's where I post most everything right now. But I also have a business page too, which is also Kara Stillen. And I think I'm the only Kara Stillen that is online. So you wow. should be able to find me. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's rare. Yeah. Have you, have you Googled yourself before just to see? Yeah, yeah, a few times. <laughs> um, but... I think I did find a Karis Dillon that was like from, I don't know, like Korea or something. Like, I mean, it's definitely someone that you would not mistake for being me. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Cool. Well, and you guys should also check out her two podcasts. They're great. Um, yeah. She's a fantastic podcast host as well. You could go listen to my episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my podcasts are called The Good Pod. And let's talk TV with Karis. Yeah. So those are really fun too. So yeah, you guys should definitely check it out. Um, and I'm just going to ask you one more question I've been asking everybody, which is, do you have a piece of advice for female entrepreneurs, either life or business that you'd want to share with them? Well, my advice is to just not give up because sometimes success will come later or like, your income, you know, you, you, everyone has like income goals or goals when they start a business like this. And if they don't hit it right away, like after six months or whatever, then they already start looking for a new job. And I think, I mean, if you, if you have the ability, if you have the ability to, I would say stick with it as long as you can. I mean, yes, if you need a supplemental income doing something else, but stick with doing your business for as long as you can because I think that persistence definitely pays off. Mm. If you're persistent and you learn as much as you can about your industry and you, you know, 
just just be around people that are also entrepreneurs and just do as much as you can to grow and just keep sticking with it. I think that that success will come and your goals will be reached. So yeah. that's, that's my advice for that. I agree completely. Yeah. It's interesting that everybody's been saying like similar things. <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think that's uh, a lot of people that aren't entrepreneurs. The reason why they aren't is because entrepreneurs have that like, you know, like struggling spirit. Like we all have that thing. That's like, I, I might not be doing that good right now, but I'm going to be doing good later. Mm-hmm. So they just yeah. keep going and going and going. And we have, like tenacity. We can't stop. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, you know, you see some actors that it took them 10 years. Like I always say like Sarah Silverman, for example, she was on SNL and she was very, very young, but she was pretty much nothing like nobody knew who she was until like a few years like when she started Sarah Sarah Silverman program you know how long she'd been like doing that for a long freaking time so some people you know you might see them and they blow up and they're the biggest thing ever but they've been working for like 20 years so it just takes time and persistence yeah yeah. So don't get discouraged, ladies. You're going to make it. Just yeah. keep working hard. Thank keep you for joining me after for what the brings you joy and what makes you happy. Don't forget and to like, subscribe, keep your mindset healthy. And don't to learn get more about down me, Melody Spencer, bad and the show, that please try to sabotage your social.com. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Karis. This has been super fun, and I hope everybody enjoyed this conversation as much as I did so yeah thanks for having me it was really fun yeah thank you all right guys until next time bye